0: Hello everyone and welcome to Tobin Has Podcast, a show about music and music-related things. Today's episode is a bit of a surprise for everyone because I didn't necessarily plan this. Uh, Neither did my wonderful guest that I'm having on today. Today, we are joined by Duke Loveday. Hello, Duke. Welcome to the show.
1: Thank you very much. I'm happy to be here.
0: No problem. So... This is the reason why this is a bit impromptu is because we've like over the past few days we've been connecting online again. I thought originally that we were connecting for the first time, but what's crazy is that we've actually known of each other for way longer because we were we were talking over Facebook Messenger. I was like, "Hey, do you want to carry this over Discord?" And you're like, "Sure, here's my name and code so you can send me a friend request." I copy, paste that into the friend request featured in Discord and then I press enter and then the text pops up you are already friends with this person and my mind was blown, I'm like "What? what's going on here, how do I know this person <laughs> <laughs> so as it turns out we have uh, an internet circle of producer friends, that's how we came in contact and friended each other on Discord, even though we never Chatted with each other one on one before, but the crazy thing is, we also have our personal friend circles also intersect. So it's just kind of weird that we're like, "Oh, we we do know each other. This, this is awesome." Okay. So, uh, you are a musician based out of southeastern Ontario, is it correct? Yep. Yeah. How long have you been doing music for, uh, Duke?
1: Probably about. Let me think. Seven, uh, eight or nine years almost.
0: Are you part of a musical family? Is this something more of like, you're like, oh, I'm just going to try this and you stuck with it? Or your mom's like, you're going to take piano lessons. You have no choice of escape.
1: <laughs> yeah, so my mom and dad are both quite musical. My mom grew up performing uh, musical plays and my dad would played on the church worship band and would write songs. So, uh, we always...
0: Loved. So you have that parental influence.
1: Yeah. And then, at one point, I was forced to take violin lessons, but I did enjoy that as well. Um, but basically, when I was 11 or 12, my mom gave me Showed me this old computer, a really old MacBook, um, and it had GarageBand on it. So she, I was looking for something to do that day, and she sent me down to the basement with her electronic keyboard down there and said, "Go see if you can, uh, if you can figure this thing out. Your dad used to use it sometimes." So, and I had, I had heard some of the dog, some of the songs Dad. Recorded and they're, uh, they, I always thought it was super cool that you could do that. So I was super excited. So I went down and made a couple of terrible songs. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty much the start of my music journey.
0: <laughs> that is amazing because my, I, mine is also pretty similar. Um, do you, you do, you, like, was it like on a MacBook?
1: Yeah, it was an old white MacBook. Mac, I guess not Pro, just MacBook.
0: Just, just an old MacBook. You wouldn't happen to remember the year, if you had to take a guess?
1: No, it's probably. I don't know what the year did those things come out. Probably two thousand eight or nine or something around there.
0: I, I'm just curious because m- m- same thing happened to me. Uh, not quite my mom was like, here, go play with GarageBand. It was, my mom had this old MacBook, like, 2011, 2012, I'm pretty sure. No, 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 maybe maybe it was a bit older than that, but it was in 2012 that I got my hands on it, and I'm like, what is this GarageBand? And at the time, like, uh, I mean, I'm uh, an average video game enjoyer, and then I, uh, Was just exposed to Dead Mouse, uh, so like that old or late 2000s house music. And and I'd been taking piano lessons since I was seven, so I had some musical uh knowledge. I'm like, "What, what is this garage band? And then I found you know, you have the loops, you drag them in, and then my first ever song, which is just all loops, uh, I called it like my video game or something and i had this whole elaborate story because of like what happens through the song like it changes and uh i I don't i don't know if i have it still but uh that's crazy same same dude i i feel you (laughs) that's awesome (laughs) and it was around a bit after that i started using GarageBand that i listened to more and more electronic music like most of the stuff I listen to um, and make would be considered electronic music. I do occasion occasionally make like acoustic piano music. Um, but I haven't I haven't tried, you know, making like a country tune or anything that you would consider more acoustic. So I'm curious with you because when we originally would have met, like you got introduced to like the the SoundCloud producer friend group, right? That's how you got on Discord, and that's how we became friends. So like, when you started joining the group, how long were you messing around in GarageBand for, or did you move on to a different uh, piece of software? Like, kind of what happened after you started messing around with GarageBand?
1: Yeah, so I think at that point I had moved on to Logic Pro. There was some point I. Think Switched from the old GarageBand on the little MacBook or the little MacBook to a somewhat newer computer with the newer GarageBand. It was pretty similar, but it had some extra features. And then I found out somehow about this thing called Logic. Right. And it looked super cool. I would go on the App Store and just look through the pictures of Logic Pro because I thought it was so cool. You could change the colors of the track.
0: That
1: was the main thing I liked about it.
0: Yeah, you're like, I can make it look awesome. Yeah, exactly. Which which is funny considering it's audio software. So no one will get to appreciate the pretty colors except the person making the tunes. Exactly.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so I uh, finally got that, pulled the trigger on Logic and that almost gave me some sort of strange creative boost right. to start making songs that are actually a little bit good. And that I started sending those to some people, and I would talk to people, and then I have this one friend who is a producer. So he came over to my... He wanted to come over because he liked some of the stuff he was hearing. Then he kind of showed me the ropes around Logic, which was really helpful. So yeah, at that point, I was probably using Logic Pro.
0: Okay, and you would have been, like, what, 14, 15?
1: Yeah, around there.
0: Okay, gotcha, all right. And and so, uh, uh, yeah, as we talked a bit about before, so you were into, like, electronic dance music at the time. And like, were you producing electronic stuff in Logic or did you start going more into acoustic stuff? Because that's what you do now. And uh, with your permission, um, I would like to play uh, your latest track. Yeah, for sure. Super. Okay. This is Sweetest Rose by Duke Love Day. We're just going to give it a quick listen and then we'll be right back. All right, so Duke, electronic music to acoustic stuff. How long was your more electronic phase? I guess you you might consider it if that's how you, if that's how you feel about it. I'm assuming, of course.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's, I've had a strange musical journey because I started out. Just like in the electronic music, that's all I would make. And then I heard the uh, lo fi music and started getting more into that. And then I guess I started realizing you could use real instruments to record and make sounds, which was just way cooler to me than programming stuff on my computer. So so then I started doing a little bit of guitar. I had a little ukulele. But for a long time I was still making mostly electronics or electronic hip hop sounding beats. Right. And then it was probably in the last I'm gonna say two maybe three three or four years that I started doing playing a lot more instruments one year i don't know what came over me but i just uh got a little bit addicted to buying instruments i guess but now i have
0: (laughs) that's 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 a good thing uh (laughs) contrary to what your wallet thinks collecting instruments it's it's very fulfilling it's very fun
1: (laughs) yeah so i probably have one of well one of a little bit of everything i've got a stack of it's a bunch of guitars, a bunch of different weird keyboards, the percussion
0: stuff. So, so you, yeah, being able to dabble on a little bit of everything, like you said, you played violin growing up. Yeah. Did you? What What else was your basis for being able to figure out all these instruments?
1: I'd say piano was a key, key thing for me because that was just. Somehow, the visual of just seeing where the notes were, right, really helped me. And I did take piano lessons for probably a year or two. Okay, as a kid, so that that kind of boosted me a little bit. And then I've done a lot of piano on my own, learning kind of jazz and basic. Uh, yeah, I guess jazz and blues.
0: Is that through like watching YouTube tutorials?
1: Uh, mostly, mostly just. I bought this book called the, I think it's called the Jazz Fake Book.
0: Oh, you got a fake book? Oh, okay, sick.
1: Yeah. <laughs> or oh, it's the book. It is a fake book, but and the book was called the Real Fake Book or something. Yeah, yeah, anyway, yeah, yeah. That's uh, so. That's how I would practice my piano. I would just go through that and play the chords, and then I would write songs to the chords that I. That it was telling me to play, so I kind of would ignore the melody and just
0: go for the chords and make my own melody. Oh, that is smart, and actually, that's that is a very legitimate music writing thing. Um, I'm sure you've probably heard the term "steal like an artist."
1: <laughs> yep, for sure. Yeah,
0: like yeah. There's so much theory or logic behind chord progressions, especially if you're reading out of those jazz fake books, which for the audience listening is basically, these books are based off of like these old classic jazz numbers, and basically they'll have the melody notated down, and above the melody, you are directed with chords. It'll be like, all right, play a C minor seventh here along with this melody, or it'll be like, oh, play a D diminished nine whatever. So yeah, so you, you, Duke, have just, you're like, okay, I'm going to try and figure out just how to play these chord progressions, and then you go from there and embellish. And I, I think that's brilliant. Um, anyone that's listening, if you want to steal like an artist, that is an excellent example. Now with recording, how, how do you go about it? Do you Like with, with your latest song did you do the same thing with the chord book or did you sit down at a piano? Did you start with your guitar? Like, how did you start building Sweetest Rose?
1: Yeah, so that one was just, I started with my mandolin. I just played the first few notes, recorded that, and then I threw that into a sampler. And then I just had it looping over and over again. Right. Um, And then I just kind of listening to that, n- nodding my head, and then I got the idea for the first little bit of the melody and lyrics. So I started singing those. I think I added a vocoder in. Yeah, everything just kind of went on from there. Right. So that's kind of how... I often build my songs sometimes I'll write the full song without any instrumentation often when I'm driving somewhere and don't have anything else to do
0: right that's that's smart use your use your driving time to think about music
1: yeah but then a lot of my my favorite songs are when I get on the computer without kind of a goal in mind just start playing along playing around and then something something comes along that's really
0: great so I hop on that and just roll with it okay well I like that answer a lot so it sounds like you've have you reached your uh, driving destination as we've been chatting over uh, Bluetooth while you drive
1: yeah yes.
0: yeah okay um, do you have to go right away here then
1: um, probably in about five minutes
0: five minutes okay all right I can work with that <laughs> yeah so I that is a super cool creative process uh, and I, I think that becomes easier with time as well anyone that produces trying things messing around very creatively inspiring and like how long did it take you to write Sweetest Rose did you make progress on it and then come back to it a month later or was this over like the meat of the song was in a week
1: yeah so I would say probably the meat of the song as you put it was over probably around a week um a week or two but then it sat for probably a year with unfinished lyrics i think i had roughed out all the verses but there were there were lines i didn't really like right so i was i knew i was going to change them i just never really sat down and took the time to change them so then uh, a couple of months ago i just decided i'll i'll finish this song so i sat down there wasn't too many instruments or anything i added because i had already added those so it probably i'd say that most of it was done in a week and the next month i i would go on every once in a while add a couple of things edit a little bit and then it sat around for a year and then after a year i finally came back and finished it and tightened
0: everything up that is great oh my goodness. Being able to make something and being willing to come back to it or, or being content with the progress you've made and recognizing I don't have all the creative puzzle pieces for it yet and yeah, <laughs> just being able to come back to it. Yeah, that's something else we chatted about a bit before we called. It's probably one of the more creatively fulfilling things when you can come back to it and then make progress. Oh yeah, it's amazing. You're you're like I didn't know I could add more. This is amazing. It's great. And like the stuff you can learn in a year and yeah, put more value into a previous project. Yeah, that's great. So, yeah, Thank you so much, Duke, for coming on the show. I know, like, we just started talking, and you weren't expecting to have an interview today. Uh, you've done fantastic, uh, considering you've also been driving. <laughs> I don't think I could uh, host a show and drive at the same time. That, that that would be, they would have to like make a new law, like no podcasting and driving uh, at the same time. Yeah. So before I let you go. Uh, is there anything that you want the listeners to check out specifically?
1: I, not too much. I'd just say if you want to hear my music, you can go to soundcloud.com slash loveday. I have a lot of my older stuff on there. I'm going to be releasing more new stuff, though. <laughs> and then my my uh, Spotify is also Duke Day. You can follow my Instagram if you want. Instagram slash Duke Love Day. I'm planning on putting more content out eventually, but it's uh, kind of dead right now.
0: Yeah, well, you got you got life and priorities to deal with. I I understand. I I, I understand fully.
1: <laughs> yeah. So that's pretty much it.
0: All right, Duke, thank you so much. This is the part where uh, the, the out, outro music is fading in. So just on the count of the three, could you just say bye with me? And that, that's, that's how we'll let the audience go. Three, two, one. Bye. <laughs> Have a good rest of your day, Duke. I'll chat at you later, all right? Yeah, thanks. It's been a pleasure. No worries. Talk to you soon.